How's it going, Philip? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Uh, not bad, man. Uh, we're out in the woods for a little bit of an impromptu porch session. It ha- yeah, it came together quickly. I think uh, you texted me like an hour ago and you were like, I'm going to be yeah. at your house. So yeah, I'm coming up for a mic, Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Get a mad attack coming in. <laughs> uh, but welcome, everyone. Uh, we are... Uh, in the woods for this patio session and we're sitting on uh, my patio yeah an actual authentic patio session here out on phil's patio yes yeah so yeah. what did here you want to talk about matt oh you, right you had something that you wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah actually something specific um i did a little kind of dispatch i went out to an event uh in gatineau it was it's called mosaic um and I, I guess we can kind of figure out what that means, but um, essentially it was, uh, I, I would call it like a horticultural sculpture exhibition. Yeah, and so, like it's been highly promoted uh, in Ottawa uh, and the Ottawa Valley, we could, we could say. Yeah, it's for the Canada 150 celebrations. Right, yeah. And um, it's gone down as like probably the most successful one of these like kind of open free events that they've had. Um, when we went uh, just like... 10 days ago or something um it was still like quite busy not like ridiculous where you're like kind of bumping into people when or walking in the middle of their pictures but um it was steady man there was a lot of people a lot of families yeah mel works uh, my wife works around the corner from there and she was saying like people had set up kind of pay parking in their like driveways and stuff because the opening weekend the opening week it was just packed down there it was super super busy like chaos and um we used to have uh there's a side note we used to have guys like that um around the pacific coliseum in vancouver where the canucks used to play and that was just a feature you'd make like 10 bucks a car and people would make like i calculated the other day i I don't know why i was thinking about this but people would make like they'd clean up like maybe four thousand dollars like a season you know no that's not bad it's not bad at all so what about mosaic (laughs) matt uh i'm so matt's given me his Fancy dancy new Samsung phone. Yep. And, Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh yes, your yeah. mom and dad. Okay, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Um, and I'm looking through some pictures that you took. They're stunning. Um, so walk us through kind of what's going on here. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll give you like almost a virtual walking tour. And then I was thinking I'd make a slideshow with all these pictures because the camera awesome. on this new phone is awesome. So um, we get there, we walk through um, a security checkpoint. Um, they checked uh, Mel's diaper ba- or Violet's diaper bag, I suppose. As like you're going to bring in seeds to plant? I, I don't know. Like, what are they checking for? Bottles of vodka, maybe? It oh, is Gatineau, okay. so who knows what All they're right. looking for, right? A, a shiv and a bottle of vodka, probably. Um, so we get through there, and then there's, like, this almost, like, gate. It's about, like, 15 feet long, right? And it's just sort of a covered thing, like an archway. And we're walking through, and right in the middle, these, like, blasts of train sounds go off, like a train whistle, and I'm not even going to, like, mimic oh, it. Geez. And I was just like, ah! And I'm walking yeah. with Mel and Violet. We're both like, ah, and we like run through it. And then we walk in, open up into this, like, they got a full on train engine there and it's surrounded with sunflowers, 
right? Oh, pretty. So it looks really pretty, right? And then we go off to, uh, I believe, the right, and it goes like one exhibit after another. So these exhibits, though, are they're all made out of like hedges and wildflowers. Um, they're were thematically organized around either provinces, different uh, peoples of Canada, and then also different sort of symbolism, I would call it, that is like nice. reflective of Canada. So there's the obvious hockey one was... Uh, um, Henderson scoring the goal in 7-2, right, yeah. uh, like our, one of our most famous hockey moments. And then there was other things that were more kind of esoteric, like about nature. I thought the animal exhibits were uh, really cool, the animal displays and things. Yeah, I'm flipping through the pictures, and I see a lot of Indigenous First Nation representations. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised to see such um, a high number of like inclusion of indigenous um, representation and then also like the nature-y sort of exhibits like right, the mother yeah. earth stuff was kind of like it would hearken to um, first peoples and then there was also um, lots of um, elements that were um, directly related to indigenous uh, spirituality and and origin myths and things so i i noticed uh, i took a couple of pictures of it um a turtle yeah and the turtle is um in some cultures in canada um they are thought to like hold up the earth i believe right. yeah right and uh, so you saw turtles and then there's also like the mother nature gaia statue yep. or um statues i keep calling them statues because they're like statues made out of hedges basically. yeah so like uh, i'll kind of try to explain what i'm seeing in the pictures sure. but uh, it's like a variety of hedges and shrubs that are you know cut to make forms shapes uh, of people animals uh, things like there's a canoe one uh, there's some horses there's some people riding horses there's one of a buffalo uh, now the interesting one i wasn't expecting to see it uh, but uh, dragons yeah, that was my favorite. Like, they're amazing. They're yeah. stunning. Yeah, there's like this. So when we're saying, oh, it's made out of hedges, these aren't like your everyday 10-foot tall hedges or whatever. These things are like massive. They're maybe like they're used, they would use wire frames within them, right? So they right. get up to like, I would estimate like 30, 40 feet tall in some wow. some of the yeah. displays, especially the Mother Earth one. So these dragons, I thought the Chinese um, display, I guess, uh, was one of the most powerful. It was very intricate, had all these um, sort of Shaolin-looking monks like around it yeah, and this yeah. like crazy-ass dragon. And um, and people were like, I think, really blown away by it. A lot of people were taking pictures. No, yeah. it, it looks beautiful. Now, each province was represented yeah, in some for sure. way. Um, I've got to say Ontario was the weakest representation. <laughs> There's a picture. I don't know if you can see it there, but it's basically like a rounded hedge with these like people with like clear faces. Yeah, with Mel's like, uh, there's a picture of Mel and Violet there and Mel's just making an equally peeved off face there. <laughs> it's a little weird. Like, uh, I'm not sure. It kind of looks like Freddy. Yeah. Almost like a Freddy mask. Like, it's... So if you looked at that, what would that symbolize to you? Like, just take uh, a guess. I had no idea. Honestly, it looks like people in snowsuits that are just freezing their balls off. Yeah, and it's almost like it sort of looks like um, like Inuit art. I, I would say yeah, like the faces, yeah, okay, right? I can see and, that, yeah. But the representation is apparently like it's Ontario looking out into the world, like it expanding yeah, like... Ontario or something. Um, and like I took a picture just because it was so ugly. Um, and <laughs> some other good ones, like uh, I thought the stuff they did about the northern regions of Canada were really cool. There was yeah, a, those were neat. Um, I'm gonna hopefully not ruin this, but the initiative. 
Nishitok? Do you know the the yeah? yeah. Okay, that's uh, Nishitok. I think is how we call it. Um, and other um, interesting representations, not just of nature, but also yeah. um, cultural symbolism. Um, I love the orca as well. There is yeah. a picture. Um, I think it's in there. I might have snapped it, but I texted Phil when I was there. I was like, dude, I just saw um, somebody in an orca suit. Take, getting their picture taken next to an orca and then i overheard a woman walk by and say hey look it's a dolphin oh and then and then she's weird. like no it's a it's a woman in a fish suit oh that's awkward and, and she had like like a three-year-old and a five-year-old oh that's like that was a teaching moment for everyone <laughs> and so i texted phil that i thought it was hilarious uh there's a huge buffalo yeah i thought the buffalo was really like powerful it was um almost like uh life-size yeah right it, Which it, was it's striking. really neat and uh like you know the buffalo is kind of a sacred animal for a lot of communities but it's also like a symbol of canada i find yeah like it's... Uh, the roaming buffalo over the prairies uh you know surviving the deep really cold winters um and it's like this buffalo it's made out of um it looks like it's hay and then some again like shrubs um it's really well done yeah and it looks like the plant material of that region as well which i thought it looks like plainsy right yeah and uh the buffalo also kind of represents like canada even though it's like a sparsely populated area uh we come together in communities because buffaloes roam in these huge herds right and um so talking about communities let's come back to the name of the exhibit uh right mosaic or mosaic yeah um my impression is that they're trying to say that canada is a culturally mosaic uh country yeah and um that's like uh and when you take in like a sociology 101 class, like the difference between a melting pot and a mosaic exactly, is yeah. one of those key examples you introduce early on. Uh, so a mosaic in this sense is just like what you would imagine. It's um, a distinct sort of aspects of the country coming yeah. together in almost like a jigsaw puzzle fashion. Yeah. And um, I thought it was like... Like, I went in, just like with the museum exhibit, kind of cynical, um, thinking it was not going to be well done. And it blew my socks off, not just for the spectacle, but also I thought they they covered everything. Like, it was just everything was covered. Everything was represented equally. There wasn't just, like, a whole bunch of white people, like, stuff. And it could have Um, turned into that. So easily. And I think um, that's why the population, like, in and around the region has really responded to it. Because it's the end of the season. It's still jammed. And they're going to bring it back next year that's is, awesome is what they're thinking there's also a, i don't know her name but she's a very famous artist and she had an installation in there it was made out of what looked like driftwood yeah and it was uh two horses and it was one of the best um sculptures i've seen in a while and actually just gave me goosebumps thinking about wow. it so so um, you like you have this kind of like uh, visceral yeah. feeling when you walk through it yeah it was um it was like stunning like I, ca- I just couldn't stop taking pictures i think mel got a little bit upset because i was just taking so many pictures supposed to be walking with her but right. I, was, I was just blown away uh okay so my last question before uh we we get on with it um how did it smell when you were walking around there because my feeling like if you go to the biodome or biosphere in montreal or something like that it's the smells after Mm. you leave i remember like you know the smells of the flowers the smells of the dirt that kind of stuff yeah it's um that's really interesting man it smelled like nothing oh weirdly yeah and i think part of it is because um they were not like living exhibits like a lot of it was up in like wire framing and stuff um but occasionally you would um like i think when i walked by some lavender I might have smelt that, but it wasn't as smelly as I thought. Um, the other, which is, I don't know why, I never really thought of that, and I didn't notice it, so 
must not have been. Um, but one of the other things I wanted to note, the very last kind of thing I saw in there was this um, like artistically laid out uh, vegetable garden, like edible oh, garden. That's and really I have neat. a picture of it and it uh, is something that I think I'm going to incorporate in my future garden design as soon as I get a garden myself. Awesome. Yeah, like a little foot pass and it's all, everything was edible. Yeah, oh. even the ger- geraniums or whatever. Geraniums? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have an acre of land, Matt, as you know, that is in desperate need of some horticultural yeah. makeovers. You need a contemplative walking path. Oh, that's going to be our project now. Yeah, I think that's we'll our call project it the next Simpath. year. Yeah, the Simpath. The Simpath. Yeah, simply a path. Simply a path. Oh, <laughs> there there it is. Simply a path. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Matt, we're going to take a very short break so I can go inside and get some cold drinks that For we're sure. going to talk about. Uh, so hang on with us, folks. Uh, we'll be back very soon. Cool. grabbed uh, a recommendation from our podcasting friends nerdy by nature uh, really great Canadian podcast uh, but they recommended that we sip and try a rattler so uh, I got us uh, from Perth brewery their grapefruit rattler that uh, I'm gonna open uh, and we're gonna try it okay cool um, so I've been to Perth Perth is a really charming little town um, I guess it's like maybe like 45 minutes away or so. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and Perth brewery, I, everything I've had from them is good. And then also Rattler seem to be very kind of popular nowadays. Rattlers have really yeah. become popular. Yeah. It was almost like how ciders were like five years ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So right. it's come out, uh, an interesting color. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be yellow like that. Yeah. It's not transparent. Um, and this is a grapefruit Rattler, right? This is a grapefruit right. Rattler. Let's try it. It is, uh, <laughs> 3.3% alcohol it's a light beer so that's that's nice you know for us uh it's a good lunchtime drink uh but it's also a really good kind of drink if it's super hot out yeah and also um middle of the day at the cottage i think that's why rattlers are so popular nowadays oh wow it um it is grapefruit juice that is delicious holy cow i can chug this yeah i love um, grapefruit by the way that's like it's one of my favorite kind of fruit flavors it tastes uh almost like an ipa uh, that has some hops mixed with grapefruit juice. And I have a feeling that's what it is. Oh, God, that's good, man. It's yeah. really good. It's really clean finish, too. Sometimes with um, Rattlers or these sort of like, quote-unquote, flavored beers, um, you get like a chemically sort of aftertaste that lingers. Um, this is the only aftertaste is that grapefruity sort of bitterness that you would expect. And yeah. looking at the label, that's exactly what it is. So it's a combo of pure grapefruit juice and oh, last go. dual lager, also from uh, Perth Brewery. So, oh, um, okay, perfect. That's so I want to say thank you to Nerdy by Nature for <laughs> suggesting that we drink a Rattler. <laughs> thank this you, Nerdy by Nature. Absolutely awesome. Uh, so, Matt, how about we end this year? Hmm, thank you very much, Nerdy by Nature. <laughs> check them out. Uh, if you want to check us out on social media, we are on Twitter 
at the underscore SIM underscore POD. We are also on Facebook at The SimPod. You can email us anytime at semi-intellectual at gmail.com. And for full episodes and including our archive of all our shows to date, including all the other patio sessions and bonus content, we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's thesim.podbean.com. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. And uh, talk to you all next time. Talk to you soon. Get back now, make your brain take some facts, yeah. make your hands clap, that, uh.